The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Unemploymentradio.com. Say that again, I wasn't listening. <laughs> that sounds about I, right. I haven't been cued to pay attention by the opening theme music, what? so I wasn't focused. You also don't have the list in front of you, so that's the other problem. Oh, yeah, yeah that's The true. list is very important. If you, if you listen to this show, you know, Sarah very meticulously goes over my, my handcrafted lists that I create for that the you, show outline. That you put on Trello. Yes, that I put on Trello <laughs> and then transfer over to her. And uh, it's her job to take it from there. And um, she's just, you know, she gets so enthralled with it, obviously. <laughs> obviously, I don't think she's ever read one of my lists. Unless I, unless Although, I point at it when like, I, behind the scenes. I'm like, look at the list. When I came in uh, and uh, I forget where you were, but I, I guest hosted with her a couple weeks or a couple months ago, whenever that was. And she had a little list that she sent to me in the live chat or whatever. And, uh-huh. And so she was like, and we'll just follow that and that will. Yes. So she was all, she may pretend she doesn't pay attention, but. She's it's, she's soaking some of it in, whether she likes it or not. That was a weird <laughs> phrase anyway. Hello, everyone. <laughs> this is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, except for one, one thing. Sarah X. Dillon is not here. Yes, if you listen to the show, you are used to hearing Sarah on the show. Uh, but she is taking a couple of days off. She's working on a project. It's a project that we alluded to at the beginning of the week. And um, because of that, she has to take some, some time off. It's a good thing. But I can't say what it is. I know. It's such a secret. It's, I didn't even ask because I don't want to know before anyone else, but I'm just so curious. We've had people writing in, and I would love for people to write in whatever, whatever your conspiracy theories are about oh, what nice. she's doing. So certainly write those on Twitter and let us know. Uh, I know. I've been trying to piece piece the puzzle together, but there are not a lot of pieces to work with. There's not. She hasn't put a lot out there no. other than... Other than she has to take time off. Hopefully, yeah. ideal will probably be uh, Monday. We're guessing that okay. she'll be back on the show. But uh, but yeah, let us know. Mike says international spy. Uh, she'd be a terrible she'd... spy. <laughs> oh my god, she would crack in a second because she'd feel bad about lying. So it, I don't think it would work. She would go from zero to panic very like, quickly. I'm sorry. No, that's not true. That's not what I'm doing. I'm not here. I'm lying to you. <laughs> yeah, terrible spy. Uh, somebody said she's taking some time to get a driver's license to learn learn how to drive newer cars because her other car was so old she wouldn't know how to handle that. Um, <laughs> lots of lots of discussion. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, but I am here today with the one and only Todd Workoven. Hello, Todd. Hello, Greg. It is great to be here. It is fantastic to have you in. Thank you so much. Uh, Todd, of course, is one of the hosts of Portland at the Movies and the Mark and Todd cast, uh, both shows here for the Fun Employment Radio Network and Bins. And we're going to yes. be Binsworthy. Binsworthy. And, which is still the best name ever. It is. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it just is. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about all of those coming up, but there's something very important that we need to discuss right here at the top of the show. And uh, it has to do with this. As you know, when I go to get my hair cut, a lot of times, depending on who it is, I don't like to have conversations. I just I'm, I just would rather just sit there and get it done. Yeah. I feel like if I have a conversation, it just lasts longer. Yeah. And then they're just going to charge more because it's lasting so long. Yeah. And it's like, it's not that complicated. <laughs> uh, Todd, though, and I don't know the secret to this, but before we went on air, said he may have figured out how to get... A quiet haircut. A quiet haircut. Yes. Yeah, so I, I do love, I have very short hair and I, it, even when it starts touching my ears, it starts to drive me crazy. And so I always keep it very short and I always find haircuts really relaxing when they use the clippers and then they uh-huh. trim up around. Like and it's the just, sound or just the... The sound and it feels nice and uh-huh. you, just, you just feel clean. And, and, and so uh, I get a haircut maybe once a month, uh, every five weeks or so. And 
it it's kind of like a mas- uh, to me it's kind of like going for a massage like okay. i want to be quiet and relaxed and like i don't want a chatty masseuse because it kind of you know takes you out of it you try right. to relax and so and it is always that and because i usually just tend to go to like the super cuts or whatever it's a different person every time and so like having to reteach them to like <laughs> i'm not rude but don't talk to me yeah and so i think i found the key and that is you know you it's a little easier now because places like Supercuts or Great Clips keep n- notes on um, what kind of haircut you like. Thank and you. so they're just like, oh, still number two and a little longer on top. And yep. You've got a file? I've got a file that they pass around to the different stores. And so you don't have to like re-explain or try to, oh, wow. try to figure that out. What else is in the file? I don't know what else is in the <laughs> file. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, because I mean, they're keeping notes. They're like, this one's difficult. Like, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, and the last time uh, when I was here, with Sarah, I told a story about taking um, one of the kids that I work with uh, to get a haircut and him screaming profanities <laughs> at the lady. And so I won't tell that again. That's one of my favorite stories. I, I listened to that. It, was, you, it was hilarious. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did take him back to get a haircut and things went fine because we had a stern, a stern talk about what our expectations were before we went in this time. Um, but uh, so... I think the key is when you go in, um, you you sit down and they put the cape on you or whatever to yeah. th- to to keep the hair off of you. And when they start, I just sort of do like a not a sigh, but just like a oh, a content a contented sigh, and then I close my eyes a little bit. Oh, and when you close your eyes, you're kind of like he may be tired or he may be relaxed, but I don't want to. I don't want to dis- you know I don't want to disturb whatever's going on right and, and I don't think it's weird like from the outside I don't know if it's weird so every once in a while I yeah. open my eyes again and kind of look around or whatever and then kind of hmm, or, yeah, okay, <laughs> Wait, that, yeah, that was a little si- more disturbing okay, that's right? what I'm gonna say. <laughs> it's the kind of sigh that you use I feel like that would be a big important factor in that like uh, yeah, I guess the side. Like, <laughs> as soon as they cover you up with the with the gown thing, that's it. <laughs> that's in your file. You know that the creepy groaner. <laughs> He'll close his eyes and groan. We think he's harmless, but just watch out. Make sure you're not alone. <laughs> I always have someone else in the room with you. <laughs> but uh, I mean, if it works, so then they just it usually does work because so even with new people, with new people too, and like it's not. And, and and they'll ask questions and stuff like that. And I usually answer politely, but usually kind of either a yes or no or something that doesn't have a follow-up, but is, yeah. is short enough that they're like, oh, okay, he's right. not in a chatty mood, but it's not a rude, like, I don't want to talk. And then you just kind of go back to just closing your eyes a little uh. bit. And- <laughs> <laughs> Heavy breathing. <laughs> Put your hands in your pockets. <laughs> I'm fine with it if, if that works. I mean, I have one I've been going to for the last few months, and, and he's fine. Um, but for the most part, when I when I go to anybody else, it just I just don't want to. Like it's any yeah. kind of thing out in public. I right. generally speaking, unless I know you or you're, like you're somebody who listens to the show, like that's right. completely different. But when I'm in like a financial transaction. Like, yeah. That is the reason. So I go, I'm here with my tacky giant double gulp that I always <laughs> carry around with me because I can get refills for a dollar from anywhere. And uh, so I go to 7-Eleven a lot. Uh-huh. And, uh, and usually, like, I go there so much in the one in Wilsonville that they'll um, they'll just say, oh, you know, that one's free or whatever. And I, I know them all there. But when they 
switch around uh, clerks or like there's a different shift that everybody has. You kind of have to re and Seven oh, Eleven has yeah. has one of those rewards cards that everything time you buy, then you can get every seventh double gulp free. Well. That's fine. Whatever. I hate filling out all that stuff. Like, yeah. for some reason, I've drawn an arbitrary line in the sand on specifically the Seven Eleven card. Yeah, yeah I am not, not interested. I will not do it. I don't want to open an app because I usually have exact change. I don't even have to stop. I just give them the dollar, and without and breaking stride, I'm on my way. And yeah. so, to me, it's the it's the it takes more time to do their stupid little app, and then they're following me and blah blah blah. Like, I mean, <laughs> I know they're following anyway because I'm using my debit card there, but it's like I don't want to make it that much easier. And right. plus, most of them give it to me free every time. Oh. So, like, why would I do? Yeah. Why would every seventh one being free be appealing to me? So, yeah, I. I'm not I try to be on the card thing the only one I do it for is Safeway because I've had the same card for 20 years and so I didn't have to re-get a new one yeah so that's the one I use I still use my phone number from college for that one Oh, nice. Which is a, like a five four one number, and <laughs> and I don't know who it belongs to now. I mean, it belongs to somebody else. I haven't a lot had of, that number in a They long get a time. lot of great offers from Safeway. They buy a lot of sparkly <laughs> water. They buy some beer, and they buy deli meat. That's what shows up on their list. So, like, who the hell is using our number? Because I wonder about that too. <laughs> this guy gets so much butter. <laughs> Tim, what were you doing only... in Portland again? <laughs> oh, it's like dis- wonder... someone's marriage is dissolving. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were lying. To be oh, I never even thought of that. <laughs> the proof is right here. <laughs> who else would know Just this number? Lying to me. <laughs> yeah, whoever has that number. I mean, I use it for everything too. I'll, I'll like if you have to give a phone number. Yeah. For something that yeah. I don't want to have my phone number, I give that number. That's hilarious. My phone numbers. So they there's somebody out there that's probably really mad about me about what I what I've sent their that's way. That's awesome. Um. What else were we going to talk about? There's a bunch that we're going to that we're going to get to today. Uh, again, thank you everybody for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. I don't even remember how I began the show. Um, something else though that Todd brought up before we went on air uh, is you brought up two different events, yeah. and I have never been to either. Right, and I feel like I should have already gone. Like I'm I was embarrassed. Say, I it, haven't. It seems like they're right up your alley. They are. Although I met somebody, I can't. I have to think about how to phrase this one in a bit. I met somebody who's very into one of them. Okay. Like, real in. Okay. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, <laughs> let's talk about this festival you might be going to, the UFO Festival. Yeah, so there's a, a, a UFO Festival in McMinnville that's coming up. Um, and I, I have it written down somewhere in the next couple months. But um, Bri- uh, my friend Brian, the Unipiper, uh, co-host of Portland at the Movies. Um, is being since he started his uh, nonprofit Weird Portland United, uh, he's being invited f- uh, to have different tables at different places and stuff like that. And he'll he got he'll always there. call me and say, you know, do you want to help out and sit at the table or blah blah blah. And I'm always like, sure, why <laughs> I not? Get, I get to go somewhere for free. Yeah, and so that's how I go to the, the the comic conventions and stuff like that. And I'll share his. And so he asked me if I wanted to go to the UFO con- uh, uh, convention or whatever it's called, festival, UFO festival uh, in McMinnville. So I think I'll be going to that. I'm, I'm really excited. There's going to be that one, and then there's going to be a Bigfoot festival. I think later in the year that that we also might be participating at. Um, 
And what's what's neat about being behind a table about something like that is that you have a buffer zone, but you still get to see and absorb everything. With, yeah. But you're also trapped behind a table and can't get away from right. when, when people come over. So I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little curious at, at at a UFO convention, not just in Portland, but one that's kind of out in McMinnville too, because mm-hmm. that's kind of a, a, a leap out yeah. to get to. That's not like on the way to anything unless you're well, going to the Spruce Goose. There was a famous uh, UFO photo that was taken outside of McMinnville. Oh, you're right. I think I've and heard about that. I don't think I've ever seen the photo. The Yeah, I'll show you because you'll probably see it all over the place in okay. McMinnville. Because um, I grew up not too far from there, like maybe like 40 minutes okay. south of there. And there's a, there's this photo in a, I believe it's when it's in a farm, like a farmer took it <laughs> of a UFO. And that's probably, I guess, I'm going to guess is why, is they, have why they have it there. That totally makes yeah. sense. And, uh, well, that and they need something else to offer people to come to McMinnville. Well, yeah, that's true, too. I mean, let's be <laughs> honest about that. Their plane museum is uh, yeah, if you look up a rough patch. McMinnville UFO photograph. And so it's this, this disc-shaped object out above a field. And then they've, they've done shows on it. And they've tried to disprove it. And, of course, you know, some people say it's fake. Some people they say it's not. They can't disprove it because it's real. Because it's really happened. No one's been able to debunk it. Yes. And uh, and so I'm gonna guess maybe that's that's why they ended up having it out there. But I would I have always wanted to go to that yeah. festival. So I don't know like what other like at a at a comic book convention like I could picture in my mind what the booths will be and like what kind of stuff will yeah. be there. What kind of things are at a UFO convention? I don't. I wonder that too. And because when you go to something like that, um, you have to wonder what kind of people because I. I mean, I'm genuinely interested in UFOs and aliens, but I'm also not to the point where I'm, you know, saying, yeah, an alien picked me up from my bedroom and, you know, right. <laughs> carried me off and tried <laughs> to make the, love to me. Gave me the what for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so uh, you have to, you're going to have like all kinds, like people who are serious, people who are just crazy. Right. You and know, people who are there for, to be wacky. Yeah. Yeah. People who are going to be wacky because I think there's a parade too. Oh, I'm okay. pretty sure for this one. Yeah. Where everybody dresses up. Like I'm aliens. trying to figure out what the other vendors will be. Yeah. Like, are they people selling what are they? books? Are they selling videos? Are they selling Their secret trinkets? video UFO video collection? <laughs> They're like, government wants this. You can't have it, you know, but for only or $10, just, I'll just give you piles of self-published books about Area 51. I bet there's so many of those. Yeah. I wonder if there's a rivalry between all of them. Like, well, that's what I wondered because um, I, I did the, like I mentioned with Brian, the... Um, the Wizard World convention. Yeah. And I had never I'd been I've been to a couple conventions over my life, but it's fascinating to kind of see it operate from the inside, you know, see everybody take their stuff in and set up and then do their stuff and right. then break down at the end and it is a whole like I want there to be a TV show that's kind of like Carnies. There are people that travel around with shows and just Pop up their stuff, take it down, and then they're on to the – it's like a whole carny world of, of booth vendors for conventions, and it's fascinating. I remember you talking about this because we came down and saw you guys at the booth. Yeah. And that – yeah, so that that's just what they do, and they all go to the same So some of them work for – like at Wizard World is a very corporate convention, which is always the complaint about them. And so there's like – 
there's just the corporate booze that sell stuffed animals or whatever crap that they're selling. Right. And they they have booth rats, I call them, <laughs> that just follow them around to the different things. But then there's also the individual artists, and that was uh, the people who had a space next to us. They had just committed. It's just a husband and wife, and the husband does – I mean, they were okay paintings. Yeah. They're better than I can paint, and they were neat, and they're, he had his own little style or whatever, but – they had just decided to like quit their day jobs or whatever and follow follow around some of the major conventions. They had like maybe twelve or thirteen stops in the next, you know, however many months and they're traveling from place to place and, and selling their art. Were they making enough money off of they, that? I mean they, they must have because yeah. they said they've been doing conventions for, you know, years and years and finally were like, Okay, well we think we're doing we're well doing we're doing well enough that we can travel around with it. I mean that's uh, that sounds, you know, in a way, that sounds fun. Yeah. Just to see different parts of the country or, or different places. But in the reality, you're just at the, another convention hall. Yeah, it's kind of like being... With the same it, people. Yeah, it's kind of being like a rock star. Like, you yeah. get to go to all these places and see the bowels of a, <laughs> you know, a giant stadium. Yeah. And that's it. You can see concrete walls everywhere you go. Yeah, and that's so, all you do. Yeah. But, huh. I mean, yeah, it would be fascinating, like, for a year to do that. Just follow a comic book convention around and sell your stuff. And Would you ever be able to do it? Like, if it, if money, like, say you had okay. enough money. Like, <laughs> to... Clearly, you have not seen the things I try to sell to people, Greg. Oh, we're going to talk about a piece of work. But, like, if if you were, like, had enough to where you could yeah. do the bare minimum, at yeah, yeah, least. Yeah. Boy. I would be... I would be interested enough to see if it could work and if I can get maybe somebody to go around with me. It would be, yeah. t- I think, tough to do by yourself just because there's it would just get too tedious and you'd just be staring Pink Floyd style at a, <laughs> inside of a hotel room while your face melts off or whatever. Right. You can't even tell faces anymore. Yeah. It's just some another person. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think... You know, as especially like at that point in their and they were a little bit older, maybe in their in their early fifties. But like, yeah, if you're like fifty five, sixty, and you're yeah. like, I'm sick of working at wherever I'm working. If I can hold it together just enough and travel around and see some things and just do something on my own, I think that would be kind of an intriguing, intriguing proposition just to kind of break away from society like that for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think that your idea of a reality show for it, that's... I would be gee, fascinating. I would watch that in a second. Yeah, just to... Because I want to know what the turmoil is. Because there's got to be, you know... Oh, God Especially if they're all... Because they know yeah. each other. They're like, oh, yeah. we met up with them in Austin or whatever. And so they all know each other. And, yeah, and they're so all in the same places. There's got to be rivalries. The there's got to be yeah. people that don't like each other that then their right. booze are next to each other. Yeah, and the fucking Andersons are next to me. <laughs> like, God damn it. Like, you know, there's got to... Yeah, there has to be some turmoil in there. Or somebody's somebody's an artist and then all of a sudden they see, you know, the goddamn Andersons, like, he's drawing Took one his that, style. Yeah, really. Yeah. similar to it like uh, I noticed you were selling a lot of uh, Doctor Strange so I started drawing <laughs> Doctor Strange like you know there's oh there's gotta be oh John's mentioning in our, our live chat uh, love triangles oh, oh romance yes romance at the convention it's like the roadies of <laughs> oh man there's gotta be yeah you know there's like there's all trysts at different yeah oh well we were in Minneapolis we were snowed in it was a mistake <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> Sheila it's not gonna like, happen again there's like four it four dudes that all me. have a crush on Sheila and then they all hate each other <laughs> they're all like vying in Austin she's with Dave and then in Indianapolis it's Steve <laughs> uh, there's oh okay this has to get made whatever it is it's yeah it sounds it it would be perfect for like. 
in this day and age when like doing a little documentary like that is more feasible yeah. now that you have a thousand different options for distribution right. it seems like that would be somebody could such do a that feature. even a reality show that just kind of followed it for a oh, season yeah. every stop is a, a new episode it's either that or it's got to be a Christopher Guest movie I mean it's oh, one or the other that would be great be so good that would be good Eugene Levy like <laughs> Catherine O'Hara and, oh <laughs> I mean that's just set up Catherine O'Hara is who they're all pining after and then okay well, well I Catherine, think we just wrote Catherine that. O'Hara used to be the model for um, the comic book covers back in like the '60s or something. Was like she? That. she well, no, no, no. Oh in, wait, oh yeah. Sorry. In this movie, I could have read. I could have believed that in <laughs> yeah. real life. Yes, she was the model, and so she's like the star. Yeah, and attraction. she keeps walking around like yeah, like people want to see her. <laughs> I was 1962 <laughs> cover of. <laughs> okay, I've already, I can already see this. Uh, well, either great. way, you definitely have to go. I mean, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, so I'm excited that both. I don't know. And the, yeah, I so think the, the Bigfoot Festival, I think, is a little closer into town. So I think that one, it seems like that might be less. And I'm looking right past you on the curtain right now. And oh, there's, yeah, a little, the there's a little pin <laughs> of Bigfoot up there. Um, that's it. Oh, that's the one in Troutdale. Okay. Yeah, or I'm assuming. There's more than, yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah, of them, so. though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's there's actually quite there a is. few that go on. <laughs> I will say, we talked about it on the show, that how the Portland Spirit is doing a Bigfoot yes. tour. Yes. Uh, the Portland Spirit reached out to us, and so we're going to be going on that. I don't know if I'm supposed to announce that or not. But wow, when is did. that going to be? Uh, we're doing it this summer, so we'll let everybody I know when we're the going. Bigfoot Festival. Maybe they sail to Troutdale. No, it goes on uh, all summer long. Oh wow! Yeah, but uh, that's awesome. Yeah, so we're we're working with them now. We'll let everybody know what dates we go, but I'm kind of excited. Yeah. About it. Like, just to see what goes on. That one, you're trapped on a boat with those people. <laughs> it's true. It's like, how serious do we get? You can only get? get so far away. Because I'm definitely interested in hearing about Bigfoot and talking about it. But then if it goes too far. But see, you can also be under the guise. Do you have like a little portable voice recorder or something like that? I do. You can be the reporter. So you can get It's true. We're openly journalists yeah, on it. We're yeah. <laughs> openly journalists. <laughs> I'm openly you're journalist. Openly journal- <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying right now. I'm openly journalist. If anybody has a problem with that. <laughs> so you can under you can interview everyone and get everyone's story and then still not yeah you know, and then just have them present the story themselves yeah and not be trapped in the conversation with them as much as you would oh. be just as a innocent bystander because that's the thing is getting trapped in the conversations with with people yeah. like that people who don't pick up the cues like and okay, are very fine. excited to finally talk about the thing that they're very excited to talk about. Right. Like, to talk at you. In, yes. Very <laughs> much talking at you. I encountered a, a person kind of like that. Yes. Uh, very nice person. But I'm like, okay, I'm yes. – I, I, that's – thank you for all of that information about Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm not – I really kind of got to get going. I don't know yeah. how to act now. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I kind of got to get going, but you're just not going to stop. Uh, so, so, yeah. Well, uh, oh, way. but uh, speaking of uh, Bigfoot, the new Leica movie, Missing Link. Yes. Uh, Brian plays the bagpipes in that. He pl- He's the bagpiper? In- he's the bagpiper. So the movie opened, and this isn't really a spoiler of any kind, but um, the story is about Hugh Jackman is a, a Bigfoot hunter or he hunts he hunts uh storybook monsters like that or uh-huh. something like that 
And it opens with him hunting the Loch Ness Monster, so he's on a boat. And to lure the Loch Ness Monster, he plays the bagpipe. And it's like the very first thing in the movie. And it's like a good 30-second bit that you hear Brian playing. And then at the end of the movie, he like we thought he would be buried in like the whatever, super tiny. But he gets like his own screen. Bagpipes, Brian the Unipiper Kid. Wow. It was, yeah, it was super cool. We were all cheering. That's the awesome. So, yeah, and it's, a, it's I mean, that movie, too, all of that Leica stuff is yeah. Phenom- like I literally just kept staring at it trying to figure out how it wasn't all computer animation yeah like you can't see like in the old Wallace and Gromit you see like smudges and fingerprints right, you can tell and like a little all of bit. that but it is unbelievable what they are able to do there's a um, for digital trends uh, Ryan Juanita went out there to like up for and oh, got this wow. do some behind the scenes stuff for how they were filming it and he said, God, I'm trying to remember everything he was talking about. I mean, it's gigantic. Yeah. They showed they showed 20, a thousand square foot hall. Yeah, they showed a little clip at the end of like one of the big. Um, there was a part where like a boat is or a big car or tank or something like that is, and then they showed their whole setup. And yeah, it's an entire warehouse. And then they show it. They show it in time lapse, which it shows all the cameras like moving around fast, but the fluid motion of of what they're taking picture to the stop motion is yeah. like normal speed, but everything else around it, since it's a time lapse is, and they showed that at the end, the making of, and it was really, it That's was really cool. really so, cool. Yeah. That was neat to see. That's was, awesome of him. It was fame adjacent to, to Brian um, <laughs> sitting next to him when he gets fame. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys get to go to a, like a special premiere or anything? No, we or? just went to Laurelhurst and, yeah. and saw it. So still, yeah, it like, was, That's me. it was really cool. Yeah. We didn't know what to expect or how much would be in there. If it would just be like, a little one one note thing in the background but it was still it was 30 nice. seconds of time in there playing yeah it was cool that's awesome very uh, cool um let's well speaking of brian let's talk about portland at the movies yes so anybody who doesn't know i don't know how you wouldn't if you're listening to the show at this point <laughs> but portland at the movies i mean you guys have really covered some pretty awesome movies lately. we have and it's like, and really strange ones that's what's kind of coming out at this most I'm well, going to go to portlandatthemovies.com to see just what we've done what was that website uh, portlandatthemovies.com oh dot com okay um did you think when you started this that you would ever have enough movies to go this long? No. When we started I mean, this, because uh, we were doing Mark and Toddcast, and then uh, very early on, I think episode 12, we just blindly invited Brian on. We, we didn't know him, and we were like, he was never going to come on this dumb show that <laughs> my mom <laughs> listens to, and that's it. But he came on, and you know, we hit it off, and uh, he started coming on Mark and Toddcast to do kind of like Portland updates, and we had always been talking. We are both big fans of Red Letter Media and like some of the other movie, um, bad movie, po- and How Did This Get Made is like my favorite podcast, and I was like, oh, I'd love to do some sort of movie podcast, but like who who cares what I, like what are we going to bring to the table about anything that cares about, and that was when a couple years ago, Brian was the Grand Marshal of the Halloween Town Parade. <laughs> that they have in uh, (laughs) St. Helens. Which, that movie, and that's where it was filmed, right? And yeah, it was all, Halloween Town was filmed all in in St. Helens. St. Helens, right? Yeah. Yeah, St. Helens. And so I was like, and I've always been low-grade obsessed with Body of Evidence, the Madonna movie that was filmed here in 1993. Yep. And um, so I was like, oh, we should do a podcast about the terrible movies in Portland because what, there's like 10 or 15, The Hunted, and like everyone knows Mm -hmm. that. And, so we're like, oh, if we do it once a month, it'll be like, we'll have a podcast for two years. And we just started finding more and more and more. And there's like no one list. Like the Oregon film doesn't have one list. Like all of the lists we're finding Nobody's are different. Can... Like even this week. Uh, so we're doing a new episode uh, this weekend. So it'll be out uh, on Monday um, here on Fun Employment Radio. 
and uh, it's a terrible um, Gary Busey made for TV movie about Gary Busey was Gary here Busey before? and Yafet Koto who was uh, in Alien uh, and a bunch of other uh, great stuff but um, I was looking through the IMDB of all the actors oh Yaf- okay no, I yeah Yafet Koto yep. and um looking through all the IMDb entries and you'll find like one of the local actors that was like waitress or whatever and like <laughs> she'll have 15 movies that were made in Portland that no one's ever heard of and so we'll just like I found a bunch more this week and we have a list of like 200 movies that have wow. been filmed and and we're trying to find the ones that were filmed like all in Portland not like yeah, Twilight not just, oh, was a kind of yeah. filmed around but like stuff that was filmed around here and it's just coming out of the woodwork and it's it's just crazy have you ever thought about going to like um, well I mean with that many movies I guess you never have to yeah it's Portland <laughs> movies I was just thinking about like television episodes that yeah and we've done here. we've done um, uh, several TV movies we've done there's a Hallmark movie that we did uh, um, so in there's old movies that we found movies from the 50s that called Portland Exposé that's amazing noir film about like pinball gambling and like this big thing that was in Life magazine at that time and so you get to see the city in like all of these different ways in the 60s and then the 90s and then the 80s and it's just really fascinating to Well it's cool even seeing footage you know from the yeah. C- yeah what the city looked like or, yeah, or wh- so how it was interpreted to be If you go to portlandhatthemovies.com/map you can find this amazing interactive map that I've made so every time we see a movie I'll take a screen capture of wherever that location is and find it on the on a map and then I put them all together on one map so you it's just a thousand little markers or whatever and you can click on each one it'll show you the movie uh, screenshot from that location from that movie on on boy we've done like 20 yeah it's 25 a lot or of something like here. that uh, we were a little disappointed last month we did the movie uh, don't worry he won't get far on foot which is the movie about john callahan that yeah. van zant did actually that's the one i've been wanting to see yeah and uh none of it is filmed in portland Really? So it is about John Callahan by Gus Van Zandt, a movie made about someone becoming famous in Portland, and it was not filmed here. Where did they? F- Why would Gus Van Zandt not do that here? I don't know. I mean, it must have been just cheaper and easier to do. And I mean, yeah, uh, most of it was be. interiors, but the whole movie was a little, a little confusing. So if was you want it? to listen, to, I, there were split reactions. We'll say so. Uh, some of us liked it, and some of us didn't like it as much. So you can listen to that episode at. Uh, portlandofthemovies.com but huh. yeah this week we'll be doing Chrome Soldiers with Gary Busey God I mean that already sounds amazing <laughs> yes they're they're Vietnam uh, veteran motorcycle gang who's like investigating the murder of Nick or I keep wanting to call him Nick Nolte Gary Busey's uh, yeah, brother in a small yeah in a yeah. small Oregon town and it's all mixed up with the cops are trying to do and how do you actually find the movies for some of these because so, you may see the name but I mean yeah and a lot of this stuff like you said we're just going through people's IMDB things or like someone will be like hey my brother worked on this movie called whatever and, and they'll have like a copy of it or uh, we, we can either a lot of it's been at Movie Madness a lot of it we'll be able to find on DVD and then we donate them to Movie Madness because I mean they have a lot but they don't yeah. have 200 of them. So, um, like a lot of uh, this movie called Courier of Death, which has been my favorite movie 
that we've done so far just a an awful b terrible terrible wonderfully awful movie um and so we'll find i think we found a copy of that on vhs like from germany or something like that and so we'll donate that to movie madness and but a lot of it is just sometimes they'll be on youtube chrome soldiers is completely all on youtube uh courier of death is all on youtube as well um so we and obviously we won't review it if we can't find it and some of them are really hard to find but like I was talking to this guy last week he's like I have a copy of this movie called Red Snow in my trundle you know under my bed that we made in 1984 or whatever all on Mount Hood and so like there'll just be a guy who has a (laughs) copy and so we'll be like all right sure we'll watch watch that (laughs) so yeah it's it's it's, because there's so many different different eras of portland filmmaking and it's yeah it's been cool to see like after we post a show like all these people have having personal memories of like i remember that guy and i remember when they made this and and, i was an extra on that yeah totally wow yeah that's been that's been really fun well, there's Portland at the Movies and then the Mark and Todd cast, of there course. There is the Mark and Todd cast. Which, your latest one, which actually I just downloaded, so I'm going to be listening oh, nice. to that. The Black Hole Fun. Yes. Uh, I'm assuming talking about the Black Hole. The Black Hole, yeah. That yeah. was really, obviously, big news last week, which I was kind of surprised it was, like, not surprised it was big news in the scientific community, but it, it seemed to really break out into the mainstream. And, yeah. And people were very, and which I'm glad about, and maybe we just all needed something to... <laughs> rally around and that, help us put us in our place again <laughs> that could be part of it yeah or just just get some kind of a break yeah. i mean i think it's i mean it's really fascinating to me but i'm i'm also into that stuff i think part of the reason that space may be getting more attention to space travel or you know everything that's going on is honestly i think elon musk yeah elon musk i think that's true too is just it's bringing a eyes that normally would not yep. give a crap about anything yeah. to do with space at it's all it's about that excitement back yeah it's not yeah or even just the uncertainty that he's, you know, insane. Although it didn't, his new Falcon Heavies, I think, fell off a boat this morning or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what happened. He landed two of them fine on landing. The, the one landed on the drone ship, but yeah, the, a wave basically knocked it over. <laughs> it's like you had all this achievement where you went, you sent this sent a satellite into like... orbit and you landed a rocket back on a drone ship in the sea, <laughs> but then the, the water was too rocky. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Someone just skipped a stone past yeah, it. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's basically nature saying, yeah, neat, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Can you stop a wave? That's good. It keeps us in our place. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's been neat, neat to see. And so we talk about that. So usually our shows are, are uh, the first half is news stories that, that we've kind of collected during the week that are either science or culturally somehow. And then we'll pick a, a random topic that we're both either interested in or something that happened. I think I think what we'll do, we're doing Portland at the Movies this weekend, but the next, I think the next Mark and Todd cast, I want to look into the Library of Alexandria, mm. which I just kind of always have heard about. And yeah. uh, now that we've had the fire at Notre Dame, Dom. Yep. Not Notre Dame. (laughs) Notre Dame. It kind of made me interested. Well, man, we've had big disasters like that before where we've lost a lot of things that humans have kind of collected. And I don't really know what was in the library, Alexandria. I just remember. Yeah, I know. Hordes burned it down or something like that. Yeah, I think there was a lot of books. Yeah. A lot of information. Yeah, like a catastrophic amount of information was lost. So I don't know anything about it now, but in two weeks, hopefully, we'll we'll know know more about it. We'll know more about it. Um, What was I going to ask? Oh, just with the space thing, would you go to Mars? What's the time commitment? So I think it's like. (laughs) 
I think it's like nine it's, months there. Um, say it's a five-year commitment. Right. To go there, you're there for a couple of years, but you've got to live in like confined quarters with like five other people. Right. I don't, I don't think I would do it for that long because it's hard for me to sit still. And I mean that both like actually sitting still, but there's uh, something that Dutch people call um, uh, prutz. And that's just when you have to kind of get up and walk around. You're not doing anything specific, but just I walked over move. to the kitchen and did this, and I put three spoons away, and then you kind of just put around the house because Pritz. you have puts. Puts. <laughs> and so I have to do that a lot. So like every however I just kind of have to stand up and go wander around and do yeah. something and then come back. And I think it would drive me crazy to not be able to do that. <laughs> now, nowhere to walk. Like, yeah, if, if I could go into orbit, I think maybe for a couple days, I think I would do that because I would be fascinated to just have that perspective and that view and, and yeah. all of that. I don't know that I would go... Like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd go all the way to Mars because I think what you'd see there would be fascinating but also dull. Yeah. It would get boring probably right. pretty quick. I'd be like, you really could look at awe-inspiring Earth. for like two weeks. Yeah. Even if that long. Yeah. It's kind of like going into the high desert in Oregon. is like, this is right. beautiful. I need to keep driving so I'm not here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Have but you I seen, saw it. There it is. Uh, there's a great one of my favorite signs. If you go out, uh, 84, 84 is the one like through the gorge. Right? Yep. I always get that confused with 82, which is in Washington. Oh yeah. Um, just towards Idaho after you get uh, near like Pendleton, uh-huh. there's just this giant sign that says blowing dust area. <laughs> <laughs> and that just sort of sums up Eastern Washington. <laughs> it and really Eastern does. E- yeah. There's, Especially Eastern Washington. Yeah, my family lives just, in Eastern Washington. Yeah, it's so f- flat yeah. and like just there. Yeah, and it's it during the during the summer it's beautiful because when all the orchards are blooming and uh, yeah, but in man from from like November to June or whatever, it's just everything is brown. Yeah, everything is brown as far as the eye can see. It's just so <laughs> depressing. And then it gets like a hundred and fifteen there in the summers and. Yeah, they had a ton. They had like terrible, terrible, um, like blizzard con- uh, type conditions. This this pet when we had that big storm uh-huh. in December or whatever, and like two thousand cows died. Like all oh, of these. Oh damn! This I didn't realize died. it was that bad. Yeah, it was super, super bad. I know, um, know a bunch of people that have dairies over there, and just off because I mean you can't that just take devastates cows it. inside. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> So, yeah, it was really, really bad news this past winter for a lot of farm, not just orchard farmers, but um, wow. but cattle and feed and, and all of that, too. Well, so Now I feel bad that was, for making yeah, fun of Eastern Washington. depressing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Now, see, I wish I had my sound effect thing that I should push the button and do my slide. Oh, I do have. Wait, what do you, oh, no way. How did you not have, have this the whole time? I, I always forget. I have, this is the that that is my. I played that last time. Oh yeah, my orchestra grade uh, slide whistle. <laughs> it's not great. That is so awesome. Brian got that. For I kind of want to get one of those now, too. <laughs> uh, no, I've got two. One of I these days, buy. I told Sarah this. <laughs> I'm buying everything. One of these days, I'm going to be in some sort of situation where someone like falls or something and I'm going to be there with a slide whistle and I'm just going <laughs> to win the day with having like an, an in real life slide whistle with Dude, a Pratt fall. Just wait for somebody like you're at the grocery store like All right, throw out some banana peels on the sidewalk. Or, like, <laughs> he drops the peanut butter. Or really trying to force the issue. <laughs> and then just walk on without saying a word to anybody. 
Well, um, we uh, need to talk about your other stuff too, because we got to talk about Binsworthy. Yes, Binsworthy. Uh, we are still on. We have still not passed season one, which is uh, <laughs> six episodes, which is great. Uh, we've had to take a break uh, because Brian is so busy, and Mark Mark has a life too. I'm the only one that's like, let's do <laughs> let's more film. things that are fun and cost us money and take us away from your families. Um, but yeah, we go to the Goodwill Outlet bins, which I sort of discovered in the last couple of years, and I which are so amazing. In we haven't done a new bins worthy since I think December, but I have been going to the bins almost almost every day. Oh my god, every and, day! And the closest one to me is in Selwood, and I live in Wilsonville, and I like them all. Oh, but it's on the way. There oh, is no not. on the way to no. Selwood. I am like no. <laughs> Uh-uh. But then I so <laughs> and and I use the excuse because I I sort of collect VHS. I, I make them into other things, but um I've also discovered v, uh, the VHS swaps that happen around town where nerd VHS collectors gather and like sell each other really old copies of like whatever whatever weird stuff that they found on VHS. Yeah, so they'll have them like a there's one at Tabor Space and like they just all collect from each other and there's the laser disc guy and there's the VHS guy. Oh, there's always laser disc guy. There's always laser disc guy. There's the guy with like old beta machines and all that. What do they do with them? They they, just display them? Yeah. yeah. They just have them. Okay. Because I fall into that trap so I've been collecting all of this nonsense from the bins for like six <laughs> months every day every day and so i'll and i must i mean in this last month i think i've bought like a hundred vhs tapes because wow. i'll find either ones that i don't have and 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 but i find all of this stuff and i've if you go to uh my youtube channel which is just todd workoven i have started uploading um all of the stuff that i find at the bins and they're most yeah. Why don't you? My computer's dying there. Um, so it's all these weird instructional videos and weird. I mean, VHS was a heyday of not only instructional videos but just really, really, really strange things that you would just release on video. When you picture, you know, I mean, it's pre YouTube. I mean, that's yeah, where you it, would go. For it your literally stuff. was your YouTube. Yeah, there, there was one I didn't buy yesterday, but it was like this whole guy talking about how to work your new um, the new battery engine thing on your model railroad sets <laughs> and like he had a vol video but instead i bought the one that uh, tells grocers how to sell uh muscles the little like clam muscle yeah, thing like a whole instructional video on the, that yeah how to sell that in your store <laughs> if you're a grocer and so all of this now there's a miniature world that is in um uh, british columbia like it's a whole museum of tiny things and they have a video that i found the 1984 universal oh, yeah, studios um, the most, the, most of them have like five views, but there's one that has like over a hundred already, and it's called um, "Caught Napping," K N A P P I N G, which is a napping must be a term for when you when you chisel um, like basalt like rock K-N-A-P. into yeah K N A P P I N G. And it's shape it, a piece of stone typically yeah. flint by striking it. Yeah. Okay. And so it's this guy in Eastern Oregon, and it's like this two-hour video of him going up and first first thirty minutes is him digging a giant hole and finding <laughs> giant hunks of rock that please him, and then the next hour is him sitting in his backyard, like flinting down this giant piece <laughs> into like a little arrowhead, and it is. I mean, it's just charming and dumb and weird and fascinating 
and that's got like several hundred views. So there is a community that is just hungry for how-to <laughs> videos on how to make arrowheads from obsidian. That's so random. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm, I think about that because I have a whole bunch of VHS tapes yeah. still at my house. Yeah. And some of them are random ones that we would find at – because my brother and I used to do that and one of our buddies in college if we were at Goodwill because we yeah. go to Goodwill quite a bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. College kid, like, hell yeah. My, yeah, yeah. What am I saying, college kid? I, <laughs> anyway, now, I know, just, right now. Right now. Um, <laughs> but we would go through those and be like, oh, this looks weird. Let's get this. Yeah. Every now and then one would be like, end up being like a porn or something. Yeah, you find you do there find was, porn at, yeah, at the things. It was stuck in like a sleeve of something Sometimes else. labeled and sometimes unlabeled. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, there's one one of our favorite ones that we would watch. I don't know why, but we thought it was so funny over and over. Was it was this a hair loss one, <laughs> but it was starred the Nelson twins, you know the the rocker <laughs> yes. Nelson twins, and Gunner, I guess, Gunner and whatever other yes, guy's name is Gunner and other dude Hudson Gunner and not Gunners, <laughs> <laughs> and it was about them because they had lost. Their hair. Oh no! You know and that's their whole that's thing. their whole thing. Yeah, it was their it was their long hair? But it's it was like Samson. Losing, yeah, getting his hair cut off. Yeah, and it was them like testifying about you know how uh, wow how they learn that we were getting it back. I wonder and, what they're up to. I bet you they're I playing the. I bet you they're right on now. The, the fair circuit. I imagine. You think? So? Do you yeah. think there's enough people? Like, what was? The, oh yeah, didn't you they have, have a hit? They, I think they had at least two. If you have one hit, you can be on the on the state fair circuit forever. If you have two or three hits, you can headline those and be part of it, like a nostalgia package tour. Oh. Yeah, so, they bundle them together. Yep, yep, yeah. CMC Hammer and Vanilla Ice and the Backstreet Boys or right. whatever, like all on one ticket. There's speaking of Sarah going to whatever yep, she's coming. New up. kids, uh, <laughs> Debbie Gibson, Tiffany. Yeah. Oh wow, Naughty by Nature and Salt and Pepper. <laughs> Boom, there's your package deal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Nelson twins, the Nelson. Unless they're like became music producers or like A and R guys or something like that. <sighs> I don't know. Oh, because the they up- were the they were the sons of like Ricky Ricky Nelson. Yeah, that's yeah. It. But uh, the. Oh, the other one's name was just Matthew. Steve. Oh. <laughs> Gunner and Matthew. Like a Matthew, whatever. Steve. Gunner's my favorite. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's got to kind of suck. We put no energy into your nope. name. Nah, I don't know. Whatever. Just pick something. It was like a set. They didn't know they were having twins, and so they only picked out Gunner. Gunner. Oh, yeah. And that's Matthew back there. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Matthew. Oh, so you see that on bins where they, uh, I just realized we, this has been like an hour. Oh, nice. Yeah. Somebody, oh, somebody did have a panic attack next to me at the bins. What? This last week. Yeah. So I was, um, uh, I was standing there with this, with this guy that I knew and I kind of saw a lady in her early mid thirties and she had a, a, a shopping cart and kind of slowly kind of creep into you know our our area and i kind of looked and she was kind of uh, uh, crying and shaking a little bit and i was like oh you know, she's gonna ask for money or whatever and, yeah um so she goes can i can i ask you something i was like well sure and she's like i am having a panic attack right now and uh, i and so it just kept getting worse and worse and her husband or the person that she was with was like on the other side of the bins or whatever and so she was like can you go get him and wow. i couldn't understand where he was and so the other person i was with just kind of walked over that way and so about 30 seconds later the husband noticed and like came over right away and but yeah it was like a real life Whoa. like panic attack and like i was like 
would you like me to stand further away yeah, from what you, do you or do? closer? Or, and I just was like, just you know, try to breathe slow. And it just sounded so condescending. Like, right. just breathe or just whatever. Just breathe slowly. But, yeah, calm down. Like, and just like, calm down. <laughs> and like, I felt bad yeah. for her. But honestly, if you have anxiety issues, don't go to the bins. I was going to say, <laughs> I that, mean, that seems is, like uh, <laughs> the worst place to go. That is immersion therapy right there yeah. to go to the bins. But um, No. <laughs> That's, <laughs> that is... Absolutely. Like the worst thing, yeah. <laughs> that and a germaphobe to <laughs> not go to the bins. <laughs> oh my god! You, to you bathe will get a staff infection or some sort. Oh, absolutely! Uh, Just walking in there, your risk—I mean, your risk factor immediately goes up. <laughs> like <laughs> there are percentages. But, yeah, it's a fascinating, fascinating place, and there's all sorts of like that Selwood one. Like there was a run where I was finding all of this really neat um, film projector and film camera technology for, like from the 30s and 40s, and oh, like, wow. you can get it for like three dollars. And now I had like this really cool eight millimeter like cast iron film projector that I thought looked neat, and so it's you just, it is really you just find the strangest things. And that's what Binsworthy is, yeah, is about too. Is yeah, we we all find me and uh, Mark and Brian uh, f- find something and we bring it back and have a little roundtable discussion about it. We have a whole one of a, a whole episode about the VHS we find, which is which is a good episode. So yeah, that's on YouTube. Go to Binsworthy. And I know because we do we're going to be wrapping up here because I just realized what time it was. <laughs> oh my god! Um, but we we have to talk about a real piece of work. Oh yes, I was. I was afraid there. I thought yeah, you were going to call me out pause. on something. Yeah, we have to t- actually. <laughs> there's fired. a reason I called you down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm first going to hire you for a job and then yeah. fire you, <laughs> since you do not work You're for me. Fire. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, a real piece of work. Yeah, a real piece of work. Uh, you can find that on Facebook. Uh, work is W E R K, like my last name. But uh, the reason I do get so many VHSs is because I make notebooks uh, out of the the boxes of the VHS, and then I make. Uh, LED lamps that you can change the color and make them blink or fade or or hold a solid color. I make uh, lights out of the actual VHS tape. So you put the little VHS on your shelf and you can turn it on and it it glows a pleasing color of your choice and uh, you can get the notebook of your favorite movie and I have hundreds and hundreds of titles available, <laughs> and I cannot stop. And my house is only so big, so please take some of my inventory off my hands. So. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> a real piece of work on Facebook. Yes. Todd, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having today. me. No, this is awesome. And normally I'd be playing our outro music right now, but I can't get my computer to play. So <laughs> everybody who's listening live, just pretend. If you're listening to the podcast, it already happened. Uh, but uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503 575 9120 uh, Sarah is okay but send us your theories <laughs> I want to collect the theories of what Sarah is up to so either email them to us write us on Twitter at Funamp Radio however you get them post them on our Facebook page send your best theory of what Sarah has been up to and actually I'll do this if you send us send us these in the next 24 hours and then on Friday I will give uh, the winner a pair of tickets to Spliff Fest oh nice yeah so Spliff Fest which is the uh, four minute twenty second video um, festival where people, are they all? Uh, so they're all for they four all have to be four seconds. minutes okay. and twenty seconds. That's kind exactly. of a cool rule because like a lot of those film festivals, you're either there like stuck in the seat for way yeah. too long, or that's that's nice. That's in and out. Yep. Yeah, they got to be short, and they're all curated too, so they've all seen nice. them. And I think uh, I believe. Uh, let's see. I think. Savage is going to be there. Dan Savage is going to be there. Oh, yeah. I think that's what they said. Yeah. So that's uh, coming up this weekend. So send us your theories. 
Whatever they are. What do you think Sarah is up to? It's becoming a stand-up comedian. Yeah. <laughs> There's a theory right there. Send in that theory. Todd, you're in the running. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Do all that. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Oh, and I'll be back tomorrow to uh, another special guest tomorrow. Oh, nice. Also, I'll wait, uh, I'll wait until tomorrow for the, to tell you who that is when I know. Uh, but <laughs> no, I know who it is. But yeah, seriously, thank you, uh, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks, Todd. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more FunEmploymentRadio.com.